Dad pod. Welcome this is a video thing as well. Have a name. Podcast. Or midlife crisis. Howdy daddy. Mm. Midlife crisis. <laughs> Dadcast. That's not bad actually. And you're very welcome along to episode nine of the Dadcast. Uh, I'm amazed that it survived this long. Are we going to make it to double figures? I'm not so sure. With us, the dads, Nathan and Dave. Hello. We're almost entering the dangerous teenage years. The uh, still absentee father, Adrian Barry, is actually on Skype this week with a working picture and a pair of earphones. It's almost like he works in the radio industry and <laughs> knows the power of audio. Adrian, how are you? It turns out you caught me at my worst hour last week, lads, so uh, thanks for that. Um, things haven't improved greatly, but I am here, so that's a start. I'm all right, yeah, I'm all right. So uh, you're, what, 10 days into child number two's existence? How's that going for you? Nearly two weeks now, yeah. Um, yeah, it's going all right, actually. Child number two is perfectly fine. She's um, sort of waking a couple of times a night for a feed. Generally pretty well-mannered, sort of quiet. Bit of uh, bit of crying here and there, but uh, child number one has been excellent with her, like unbelievable with her, sort of giving her lovely little kisses and sort of little fist bumps and just generally looking out for her uh, health and well-being. But with us, on the other hand, uh, it's been a game-changer in a way that I... I'm not dealing with that well. Why? It's I, I don't know if any of you went through this. And like I'm sort of I was googling last night to see if this is a phase or if this is if he suddenly turned into like he was just you know you'll from the conversations we've been having you'll have got a sense of he's just has been fairly easy to get on with child. Um, but yeah, like to the point where we we ventured out of the house for the first time about three or four days ago. Went to Dundrum to do a bit of shopping, and I literally had to have him under the arm, sort of kicking and screaming like a rugby league player. Um, and it wasn't sort of it. This wasn't like the sort of thirty second tantrum. It went down for about ten or twelve minutes. Oh man, welcome um, to the future. Is that, have you never had that before? Is this new? Never. That oh, was brand new. Oh, okay. Oh. oh man, you've got like seriously. That's that the next like, five years of your life. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> How old, uh, how old is he now? It's the bit where you don't he's... get embarrassed by that. Is, is the, that's a major breakthrough in your life. You're like, yeah, I do have one of my children under my arms. They are screaming. I can't see them and I can't hear them. Don't mention it. It's none of your business. Don't mention the fact that I'm carrying one child. I may even have two children under both arms. People mention it though, don't they? Well, they do at the start, but after a while, you get a thousand yard stare, which is the try it. Just try it. Yeah, because during the week, he's 22 months, but during the week I was kind of Smiling at everybody and kind of going, oh yeah, look at he's trying to explain to them all. Oh, look, this this guy, this kid is he's amazing. He's brilliant. Apart from this sort of uh, rugby league player you see in front of you, um, yeah, like lying down on the lift. I, in my mind, it was if you were abducting a child, this is ex exactly how, how it would go down. Yeah, this is exactly what would happen. <laughs> no, sort yeah. of, no interest. It's you know, you know, um, somebody should have really called the security uh, in house security on me. Well, I'll tell you a story, Adrian. We brought the lad swimming one day. And the older lad wanted to get changed with Mammy and the younger lad was too young to have a choice. But anyway, I sent the younger lad in with Mammy and I brought the older lad in to get changed. And an incredibly busy changing room. There must have been 50 or 60 people in it. And all anyone in that changing room would have been able to hear from our particular mini cubicle was, get away from me, you naughty man. <laughs> 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 so when you say that your little man's reaction is exactly what you would expect him to have if he was being abducted 
Well, there would have been people in that changing room who would have had very <laughs> similar thoughts going. And what do you do? You like there is, you are utterly helpless. So this is starting, Adrian. The terrible twos. That term uh, is a complete misnomer. It starts from right, about okay. twenty months, and it'll come to a conclusion sometime around their twelfth birthday. Uh, <laughs> at least at that age, though, you can get them under your arm when they get yeah. to about five or six. I'm still they're sort of getting a bit too strong. Yeah, no, in fairness, they're, they're definitely too. And it, like, and, and also, it would definitely look like you're abducting them at that stage. <laughs> like, you can't reason with your own five-year-old at that point. Um, Adrian, I did, did want to just bring up the fact that the episode where we talked about pregnancy snoring, or rather, where you specifically <laughs> spoke about your pregnant wife and her. Can't snoring. remember that one, Jer. Well, that went live last week, and uh, it's now been christened the divorce episode. Uh, specifically by Nathan, has your has your wife had time to listen to the details that you um, gave to the public just yet? Has it come to her attention? Sure, I'm just really looking ahead to the next game at the minute. I'm <laughs> um, not really sort of thinking too much about that. The only thing that I would say about it is that I probably, I would say, well over-exaggerated that. It's not really a thing, to be honest. <laughs> like it didn't really happen that much. Um, I hear it's actually quite, it happens with quite a lot of people. And other than that, I'm keeping the head down and uh, sure look at looking ahead to the next game, you know. 10,000 viewers on uh, Periscope <laughs> for that. <laughs> not to mention the YouTube channel, not to mention uh, the, the podcast downloads, which is separate. Wasn't that many in Periscope? Yeah, yeah, he's 10.4. So, he's so screwed. Yeah. Because of the way we record these, the, the live Periscope one goes out about a month after we recorded it, so I can never fully remember what we spoke about until I see it coming up and I'm like, oh no. Don't take my quotes. Take Adrian's quotes, um, please. Yeah, please. To, to be fair, she, she has had her revenge in a way that I can't talk about. So, um, yeah. <laughs> you can't say I'm that. Legally, I'm, le- I'm legally bound not to speak about it yet. Go on. No, that's I, I literally I, it cannot, cannot be spoken about. But revenge has been served cold. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay. I mean, I, I thought I'd say we're probably about a year and a half away from being able to talk about that stuff. Um, Kevin Caban says car crash stuff. Enda Lynch was nodding his head in agreement. I'm not sure who's in agreement about the fact that it was divorce or that pregnancy snoring is exaggerated and therefore, you know. <laughs> uh, but certainly he was rowing in behind it as well. And then there was uh, one other one that... Um, the best podcast ever by Irishman from Christina Gonzalez, who is um, from Toronto. I'm like, we've made it. <laughs> we are transatlantic. I was in uh, Arhus. Earlier in the week for the Irish match, I was sitting having my lunch, relaxing, minding my own business when uh, some fella comes up and goes, geez, I'm surprised the wife let you out for two days to go to Denmark. And I was like, hey, he's there. Oh, I listen to the dadcast every Wednesday morning on the way into work with my wife. She loves it. There you go. <laughs> like, okay. I don't think my she's wife like, has listened yet. She's like, ah, I actually, I, <coughs> I won the, the lottery by not getting one of those chokes. Well, he, he made the point, he said, usually <laughs> okay. I listen to Off the Ball podcast and it drives her mad, but now I listen to this and she's a little bit more satisfied with the trip to work. There was um, a bunch of suggestions about stuff to watch on Netflix. We'll do that, I think, in a, a kind of half episode slash semi-review of our favourite slash worst uh, TV we're in, is this for children? Yeah, yeah. Well, we're in the midst of um, an addiction to The Lion Guard, which is like the Lion oh, King yeah, yeah. offspring. Mm-hmm. It's actually not as crap as you might think, but like the hyenas, mild peril, in the end, Simba rescues everybody. It's a little bit boring. It is a bit boring. I, I, I remember when it was first released and I thought, oh, this is going to be really good. A little bit of nostalgia that I have for The Lion King. Do you know they've re-released The Lion King? Well, they're going to release it next summer, yeah. yeah. But a souped up version. No, a live action version. 
So it's all CGI. Oh, like the Jungle Book. Exactly. It's exactly. Same, same guy. Yeah, I, would, I would look forward to that. Yeah. Uh, can so, I can I just say on that one? It's just the, I, one thing that I've noticed. Been on paternity leave for the last two weeks, as Dave rightly points out at the uh, top of the show. There, that I'm watching a lot of these, you know, these kind of make and do shows that they sort of have on CBBS and these kind of things, and I'm like. I wouldn't quite say addicted, but I'm definitely really enjoying them. I watched one the other day on how to make a wheelbarrow. It was absolutely fascinating. Like it, an actual wheelbarrow that you can put stuff in or a little wheelbarrow yeah, that you can stick up on your you know, you know, fridge? You know the way sometimes they go to the factory of the spoon-making factory and suddenly you get to see how they put the fig in the fig rolls and, like, it's fascinating stuff is all I'm saying. We have entered a terrible stage over the last couple of months whereby the children seem to have lost interest in the television. <laughs> That's a great thing. <laughs> They've kind of outgrown <laughs> Paw Patrol. I and yeah, they just need to get into like... What are they looking what? for? This is, what is next? Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Spider-Man 1, 2 and 3. No, Sabrina the Teenage Witch is for teenage boys. Well, I mean, obviously, uh, that was a joke, <laughs> but... Uh, but what's next? What, do, what should seven-year-olds... Who didn't love They watch Sabrina? a bit of... Well, does Sabrina follow you on Twitter? She does, yeah. Yeah. That was the highlight of my Twitter life. <laughs> that was the hottest moment in your life, was what you were about to <laughs> yeah. accidentally... Uh, but what the, like, I, need, I, I need something it's that just gets them away from... the movie's route. You see, because hour after it's hour only 18 after months hour. between them, but they cannot agree so on you a pick. movie. You can, watch, you can watch Dumbo, you can watch The Lion King, you can start watching yeah. all... There's like a, that whole suite of um, Disney... All the Toy great. Stories, all well, the Despicable Me's, all, the toy stories all Cars, times. all three of those, all Planes of 1 and 2. All hundred times. A couple of quick... Um, up. Did you up yet? Yeah, they found it a bit too sad. Yeah, it is a bit too sad. Imagine what Dave thought. Dave, um, how did you get on with the John Lewis ad? Elton John on the piano. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, you haven't no. seen it? I haven't seen any <laughs> TV really over the last week. We, well, that's, that's not, not TV, sport. it's an ad. It's like an ad on the phone that it's been watched oh, like I haven't seen a, I haven't seen enough social media then over the okay, last week. Well, we, should we, should, we should play it to him live. We will, I think right. we will. Oh, yeah, do. That. That, there should definitely be a slot on the show where let's see if we can get Dave to cry today. <laughs> the new Dunn Stores ad, have you seen that? Yes. Uh, I'm not sure. Rob Henley's in that. Is he? He is. I missed it. You'd blink and you'd miss them. All right. Uh, both of them had me like, oh, you're crying, I'm not crying. Anyway, uh, Brian Hughes, lads, I've come to a shocking realisation as I've lasted through six episodes so far, so this was on the back of the last one. I think I'm Dave as a father. I have six appointments booked with my therapist in the back of this. John Caulfield, I'm also Dave as a dad. Two is definitely enough. Snip, snip is the... Uh, I didn't even know there was a snip emoji, but you found it. They're just scissors. Ha, this could be like a Me Too movement. Me Too, T-W-O, says uh, John Caulfield. What a horrific... It realisation that must be for any listener. I know, it's like, oh God. <laughs> of the four of them, I'm most likely to align myself with Dave. That must be an awful sense of doom. My sister was like, hang on a second. Hang on a second. Tuck biscuits I are don't. full of salt. They're nothing but salt. They're just salt. They're not? Well, hang on. Is she just saying that because they taste like salt? No, no. She's or like, because she's... She's a healthcare professional. Well, is she not looking on the actual... Well, then, if that is true, she the said, actual wrapper is a lie. And the wrapper is for, for adults. Yeah, the salt content is 1% per, per tuck cracker on the wrapper. Of an adult's Yeah. Daily so what is it? Max 2% for a kid. I think it's probably like about 150% for a kid. What? Yeah, well, they're not the same. It's not like, you know... Yeah, that's why I doubled it. I was in Dunn's in Cornell's Court during the week and... Uh, Not a sponsored segment yet. I was spot <laughs> looking for my wife and I spotted her in the frozen food section taking quite a long time over a box of waffles. Oh, yeah? And I thought, <laughs> I know what's going on here. What, 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 what are you doing? 
Which one did Dave say were the ones that were? I, like, I thought you weren't listening to this. I was like, just buy any of them. Dave McIntyre is not going to rule our life. I will reassess the talk cracker situation, but I had spent a good bit of time looking at the. Uh, it was because like, I was uh, trying to get them away from price cakes. Lady Diana talking about there was three of us in that marriage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, that makes you Camilla Parker Bowles. Can we get a nutritionist or a dietitian in to sit beside Dave as Dave points out all these oh, things, we, and she'd be like, "No, that's idea. absolute we, nonsense." We'll go to the shop and film that. It's yeah, like, like uh, that's the, a seven-hour epic of Dave. It, the talk crackers were a necessary evil because we kids. were in the midst of uh, rice chocolate rice cake addiction at the time. And Fair enough. a few Definitely weeks on, rice cakes are never mentioned anymore. And plain rice cakes have been offered. They have been eaten and they've been since <laughs> turned down a second time. So yeah. um, there's no surprise there. I do have an email to get to. And this is, um, this is one of the best emails. It comes with photographs as well. So if you're listening to this on the podcast, and I apologize, I hope that uh, we'll do proper justice to them. But you can get the video of it on our YouTube channel and also on our... Um, Twitter stream is probably the easiest one to get to, and it is at uh, at dadcastpod. So dadcastpod is the Twitter handle. Throw out the email address there again as well for uh, anybody else who wants it. Dadcast at offtheball dot com. There you go. Isn't it? It is. It is. <laughs> uh, Simon, we're going to get to these photographs now. So, um, hi lads. Before anyone points out, I do realise that your show podcast is largely audio, so the attached pics may not be good listening. But I thought I would share, nevertheless, just for your own amusement. This is from Darren from the advanced pit stop on the Nace Road. So, uh, you know, if you're around the Nace Road and you need any work done, Darren's your man. <clears throat> Lily, four years old, had a birthday last week and got quite jealous of her little sister, Kerry's two and a half. And there's the picture of them, because lots of people, women, were commenting how her hair was getting really thick and was a beautiful colour, blah, blah, blah. So there's the two of them. Happy as Larry. It looks like it could be Christmas. It is Christmas. is a Christmas tree there. So that's Lily and Kerry's. Lily told lots of people that she had lovely hair too. So people were commenting on the two and a half year old saying, you've got lovely on hair. On her birthday. And the four year old was like, yeah, I've got lovely hair too. Yeah. Of course you do, sweetheart, was the common response. Of course you do. What's the big deal? That didn't work. Oof. That didn't work. A plot was hatched. Fast forward four days, I hear screams from the wife and I thought her or two of the kids had been knifed. Oh, no. Worse. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Lily decided to scalp her younger sister. Holy oh. shit. Here's the first photograph. Oh, wow. Kerry's couldn't give a shite that she'd been follically butchered and Lily hacked at her sibling's head with gusto to inflict maximum damage before Mammy copped it. Next one there is like a, a bit of a mullet at the front. Oh, no. <laughs> Mammy was bawling. Lily was bawling because she got a dressing down. Daddy and Kerry's realised that it'll grow back and we watch the golf together. And the final one from the back. There you oh. go. <laughs> You can see the difference. There's a good four inches. And it's like, oh, wow. I mean, wow. it's proper asymmetric. I think that uh, Lily definitely has a future as a If they just let her at it, she would have got to yeah. the other side and it would have looked fine. For our, li for our listeners, she has butchered precisely 50% of the back of her hair. So half of her hair is down past her shoulders. The other half stops at the top of her shoulder blade. What's our emailer's name? Darren. Dar like, like Darren is criticising his uh, or not criticising he's just pointing out what his eldest daughter has done they have left their youngest daughter on top of a cooker <laughs> balancing backwards <laughs> that's just to get the photograph it's pretty oh, well, then it's, it's fine you know, yeah, yeah. how did she cut the hair it says with a knife where did she get what? the knife how did you, you uh, cut a it knife. 
How do you do well, it? Maybe it was, life? maybe, I don't know. I don't know. It's supposed to be a scissors. Stop, stop. stop. Probably scissors, probably scissors. Who cares? It's fine. Yeah, but how did she get the scissors? I mean, there's like, <laughs> let he who is without scissors cast <laughs> the first scissors. Like frequently, oh, I found a knife, I found a knife. I mean, come on, it happens, right? <laughs> Especially with the third one, where all the things you bought in Ikea don't work anymore because like, they've been ripped off and broken. Uh, so, uh, this line finishes, uh, this email finishes from Darren. So, even when the birthday party is over, it can still bite you in the bollocks. <laughs> mm. Which is true. Those birthday parties. Uh, yeah. You've, um, you've put up uh, Stargates, Adrian. Yeah. I had, uh, had to take the plunge the other day. Not as... This is one of these things that I thought this was... We, we've had, like, a conflict... Sorry to go off on a tangent, a conflict... Uh, a conflux of absolute madness for... To be fair, when I said at the top, the young fella's just not been himself. We uh, obviously had a new baby. We moved house. He was in the routine of having a childminder. Uh, and obviously, with my wife being on maternity leave and me being off, um, that hasn't happened. So, like, his world has been totally upside down over the last while. So that sort of explains... Um, where he's at, but yeah, moving into the new house, I had to sort of get stuck into these stairgates. I thought it'd be all pretty straightforward. Like you just go to Argos, Smiths, you pick up some stairgates, you come back, you put them together in uh, ten minutes, and job done. But it turns out there's all sorts of stuff to be taken into consideration. The width, there's not like a one size fits all here. There are very specific widths for different gates, for different stairs. You can screw some of them in. You some more of them work on pressure. Yeah. You shouldn't put the pressure one at the top of the stairs. I guess that's in case your child takes a like run at the gate and suddenly goes straight away through it. Um, you need yeah, to put a screw one there. Uh, it has happened to you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Gate came down. Child came down. Bloody hell. And uh, I wasn't there to witness it, but uh, apparently the saving grace was I had a gear bag at the bottom of the stairs. To Ooh. break and the fall. And that broke the fall. Fell the whole way down the stairs or just from... Head over heels. Oh, Jesus. And uh, the landing was basically the gear bag. Wow. As opposed to the hardwood floor. And that's so, uh, well, We talk about near misses. Your, and, like, your normal fastidiousness <coughs> and tidiness and OCD somehow slips through the cracks was one time. Or, or I just had some kind of a premonition. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to leave this gear bag full of towels and shorts and T-shirts just here just in case it's needed at some stage. But, yeah, the pressure gate at the top of the stairs, it's, uh, you're almost better not having a stair gate at all. We just abandoned right. the stair gate at the top of the stairs and just well. thought, why don't we just keep an eye on our kids? And, uh, ah. and it has worked. But we still have the stair gate on the bedroom, which is uh, obviously between the door frames. And oh, so they can't get out of bed at night. Yeah. Oh, well, that was a good idea. Yeah. So we just left the one. But if they can, that is a good idea. If they can jump out of bed at night, they can jump over a stair gate. Not really. Well, the it, it is the stairgate is the only reason the stairgate is still on the bedroom door is because I'm not going to bother taking it down, knowing that as they, soon as the other guy, the younger guy, moves into that room, number three, I'm going to have to. Yeah, right. No, this is <laughs> the stairgate is on the bedroom of the older kid. He no longer needs it. Right. He needs to get up in the middle of the night to go to the loo if he wants. Yeah. But so it's just open. But I'm not taking it down again because I'm, I'll have to put it back up as soon as the second guy moves into the room with them. We put them top and bottom of the stairs <coughs> and needed a handyman to come twice to get the one at the bottom of the stairs work because, like, the stairs are made from plasterboard, effectively. So getting the thing, you needed to put on a piece of wood and then put yeah. the stair gate onto the yeah. piece of wood and it was like, and the first one broke and then the second one, I think we had, we had him back twice to, to get it fixed. So, like, the, the wall is now this hack and it's just come down. Um, but it is it's a moment in your life when the stair gate comes down you're like... Well, I mean, maybe they're going to die, but uh, they're on their own. 
They've reached the point now at two and a half where he's on his own. He doesn't need that anymore. Yeah, but the, with the stairs is a free open plane now yeah. for them to do what they like. Yeah, and they're obsessed with climbing up them and playing on them. And Walking backwards down yeah. them. <laughs> like, I mean, Fighting on them. The Darwin Awards are like essentially designed for children. So anyway, we did want to talk about parties. Adrian, I don't know if you, if you can stay or if you can go. Or if you're, uh, like, yeah, I'm all right for a few minutes anyway. I, just, I can't hear any wailing, so I'm going to take that as a... Um, and the kids are fine as well. Hey. hey. <laughs> <laughs> Dad joke of all. <laughs> wow. Well played. How are you? Uh, so Phil and Tiger are about to play. I mean, they're the... Um, all this week, Owen on OTBAM has been pointing out that they're essentially your idols as, like, the world's biggest dads this week, <laughs> you know, pretending to, like, play with the money and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I wouldn't mind playing with a bit of that cash. I mean, I've already told you about my watching habits over the last little while, so needless to say that I'm not one of the curmudgeons who isn't uh, excited about this incredible playoff between um, Phil and Tiger. I'll, I'm, I will watch wheelbarrow making. I'm good for anything at the minute. We've never spoken about wetting the baby's head, really. So I'm wondering, Adrian, how you survived Saturday night and Sunday morning with your first proper night out one week after having your child. Yeah, um, it was it was a struggle. It was a struggle. I've very I may not have mentioned this already, lads, but um, I sort of made a conscious decision just on my own, sort of organically, to make this point more uh, more often. I have a very understanding and amazing wife, by the way. She's <laughs> she's really phenomenal. She's she deals with all these things without um, without giving out or any of that sort of stuff. Um, and yeah, so I got a bit of a, a small <laughs> bit of a. <laughs> <laughs> you must have done something bad. Uh, let's never mention pregnancy snoring again. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I got a bit of a green card on um, Sunday morning. Yeah, so not too bad. Yeah, it's. I'm, I'm not recommending it. Like it's. That was a full week after we had the child before I could even have a drink and like. I don't know. It's just it's not really worth it now, is it? Like particularly at this stage, maybe maybe after a while, it, you sort of re reengage with life again. Uh, but right now, it feels like get up, change some shitty nappies, and then do that for a while more. Make breakfast, clean up, make lunch, change more shitty nappies, get everybody to sleep, try and sleep yourself, and repeat, 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 repeat until you eventually collapse on the couch at about nine o'clock. That's it. That's your life now. That's exactly. <laughs> what it means to have young children. Yeah. yeah. It'll get better. Soon there'll only be one in nappies. And then someday there'll be when, none of them. Yeah, nappies. yeah. That's another, I think I've another... And everything just gets easier bit by bit. You've got to get everything yeah. right for it to get better because our youngest is still climbing in at like random time during the night. Some, some nights it's 11 o'clock, some nights it's 2 o'clock, some nights it's 5 in the morning, some nights it's like 10 minutes before your alarm is due to go off. Oh, that's... I mean, that's not the worst. But it feels the wor- like the like, worst. Well, the one or two o'clock in the morning where he's punching the head off you and like, <laughs> wanting to have chat. That's actually the worst. <laughs> if you don't get that right, if you don't get the sleeping and stuff fixed, yeah. you, you're caught in this endless loop of the shitty nappies. You, you don't actually, it never gets better. And <laughs> anger. <laughs> and anger. Yeah. There's a deep-rooted anger if you're not Resentment. getting enough sleep. <laughs> no, I, I, I did like you as a person. It was just your sleeping habits that put this gap between us that it's going to cost you a fortune in, uh, in, uh, in therapy fees therapy bills in your like 40s I'll be dead so it won't matter son it's okay you can use this recording as the uh, to look for a discount parties you want to say parties. parties well yeah I mentioned on last week's pod that we had just kind of emerged from our first birthday party where the older guy was cognizant of the fact that 
it was the younger guy's birthday. He was the centre of attention. He was the recipient of all the presents. And, you know, it wasn't dealt with that well. What was the problem? Oh, it was just an overwhelming experience for him. Why? Because there's all of these people coming into the house, all of the people he loves, all his grandparents and aunties and uncles and cousins, and every single person that walked through the front door had a present under their arm with wrapping paper on it, which is obviously half, probably more than half the experience actually taking the paper off. Mm. And none of it was for him. Now, a couple of people were great and brought presents for him as well, in the knowledge that, you know, things could get awkward. But I'm what just... What age are they again? Four and two. So this was the... This is the four-year-old. Four and I can perfect. understand it. Like, you know, just the same way this girl didn't react very well to her little sister being told, A, it was her birthday, and B, she had lovely hair. Now, there were no scissors or knives involved, but uh, I have a feeling that we'll be in a similar boat next year. And I was just wondering if anybody had any thoughts. You guys have gone through this multiple times. Like, should... Oh, I, I, I didn't know how to handle it. We just tried to get through it and... Um, didn't really try to pander him to him in any way in the knowledge that lessons have to be learned in life and it's not always about you. Yeah. And some days the limelight is going to be on your brother and some days it's going to be on you. Can you explain that to a point where they're actually... Not in the moment. You're not in the moment, no. But like, so now, this week, can you sit down and go, can we just talk about that a couple of weeks ago? You got upset about this because it's his birthday. And so it's going to be your birthday next and we would expect him to be part of that and to be... Friendly and happy with it, I hear Adrian. That all gets forgotten about very quickly. That's another thing. Have you guys sat down with your four or five or six-year-old children and tried to have a serious conversation and genuinely felt that you couldn't almost literally see your words going in (laughs) one way and exiting out the other? The four-year-old, definitely. But she's rolling her eyes going, you're boring me now. Shut up. What are you talking about? Like, I'm just going to do what I want because I'm I'm in charge. It's very hard to get out of a cycle of living day-to-day and thinking, actually, something did happen a couple of weeks ago that I want to go back to that the child's like, what are you on about? I don't even remember that birthday party. I've moved on with my life. You're dead right. My birthday is next. We can talk about that. I'm over that. But, you know, I'd back say, on me. Yeah, okay, so what happens if your bigger brother spoils your birthday party? What are you going to do then? You're like, well, I'm going to kill him. going to get the scissors out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's, no, I, I, there's nothing you can do with birthdays. Like, our eldest is a very is that it? That there calm is just child can do. who gets through his life and doesn't get too upset. Where the youngest, as I said before, when it came to birthday parties, can you, he could tell you right now how many days it is till his birthday. Can you let him open some of the part of the presents? Like, is oh there... no! Well, that's that's unfair on the older one. Well, no. Well, so yeah. everybody gets to open a little bit, but like the main opening is done by. No, I think that that's asking for trouble because that if they open it, they feel some yeah. ownership of it. I think it's theirs, and we had that issue as well. <laughs> Look, he got to the point, and you know, I apologise to my younger son because he's going to find this out in years to come if he listens back to this podcast. He didn't get to open all his presents that day. <laughs> it just became too difficult. <laughs> oh. So where are they? They are in various places in the house. All right. In the days that followed, slowly, stead- stealthily and steadily, some of the other presents were introduced into the right. arena. <laughs> so he's got them all now. He has them now, but like he could, we had to. I I was almost meeting people at the door, like the guards out of the bus stop in Port Marnock Strand, taking the drink off the kids <laughs> getting off the bus in the, in the middle of the summer heatwave. Sorry, we're going to just meet you at the. Uh, <laughs> At the, we're the gatekeepers of the alcohol here. Um, and I was almost taking presents from people as they entered the front door and just putting them up, upstairs in our room because right. it just became too hard and the party was um, it was turning into a little bit of an ordeal. I can't be the only person that's gone through this. Like, this must be... Nuts. 
something any parent of more than one child at this sort of age must have experienced. I've, I'm, it's not, I'm not blaming them in any way. I can appreciate how difficult a concept that must be. Watching your brother unwrapping presents. And they see, the thing is, there, is, there are two years between them, but the younger guy has obviously advanced in terms of the toys that he enjoys playing with far quicker than the older guy would have at a similar age. Mm. So the toys that the younger guy has been given for his birthday are the type of toys the older guy really wants to get stuck into. It's not like the rappers come off and, you know, the older guy's going, I'm way past that. There's no way I have any interest in that. He wanted to get down and dirty with it. Yeah, but uh, the baby brother should share with the older brother because, like, at some point he's going to benefit from the largesse of... brother's too. He's no real idea of what sharing means. (laughs) Yeah. See, ours is the opposite. The older one is quite calm about these things, so he'll just get on with it. Whereas the younger one it turns into a raving lunatic. And as I say, I've never met a child as obsessed with birthdays and exactly what he's going to have as his present and what his granny is going to get him and what his nana is going to get him and what his cousins are going to get him. And he has a Smith's calendar circled because this person's going to get him this thing. And if they don't get him, there's the most almighty meltdown of all time coming your way. They're dead to me. And if you suggest that your birthday's nine months away, we'll talk about it, baby. His birthday's in May. Maybe we'll talk about it after Christmas. What you're going to do, well, God help you. You're getting it. Full, full meltdown. That we're not talking about his, the, the intricate details of his birthday party. Who's coming? Who's not coming? No girls allowed at this one. It's decided. Uh, exactly where it's going to be. Why it hasn't been booked. What cake he's having. Can we go to Dunn's now to buy the cake? Because I saw it the last time I was there. You're like, how old is he? He is, he's five now, he's a junior infant. Jeez, he really is another version of you, Nathan, isn't he? (laughs) So it's just going to get worse. But, you know, we're going to be in the same boat next year when it's three and five. And given that the younger guy is going to be more mature by the time the first kid's birthday arrives, which is next, he's going to probably have a similar reaction when he sees his older brother and the shoes on the other foot getting all these unwrapped presents brought to him. So... Um, when they, so you do the blowing out of the candles, everybody gets a chance to blow out the candles. Mm. You do yeah. it more than once, you do yeah. like several of those, right? Yeah. So like, you know, you're, you're including them as part of the celebration, but also saying like, today is somebody else's day. Yeah, and that's just the lesson that needs to be, to be learned, but I'm, I'm just wondering were there any techniques that can be used to smoothen the experience in any way? You're basically saying bribery is the only, only way that this works. Without upsetting the other child through that bribery. It's a delicate balance that you're trying to... The o- honestly, the only way that I could see this genuinely going off without a hitch of any description was for everybody that arrived at the party to bring two of the presents. The exact same presents. <laughs> I'd give one to him and one to him nah. and let them unwrap them simultaneously and that would completely defeat the purpose of it being somebody's birthday. Yeah. So, obviously that didn't happen. But I, I was thinking, like, in a utopian world, that would be the only way that it would work. Well, if we're looking at utopia, the older guy is mature enough to just go, oh, fair play to your birthday. You know those kiss. people who take their birthday off work and don't come in because they feel they're special? My youngest is definitely one <laughs> do of people those. people do that? It's like, this is my birthday. Everything for these 24 hours is going to revolve around me. No homework, please. No work, please. So, I mean, you've gone through loads of these birthdays. Are they have are they have they gone off? Stop having birthdays house? in your house is the first thing you need to oh, do. Oh, that's an, a different debate and a mistake that will never be made again. Well, you you'll always have some. You'll always be cake in your house mm. for the family, right? Well, that's true. Yeah. Like, um, and they bring presents, and that's definitely like that's when it's most pronounced. When it's at like, to, at the moment, anyway. Um, 
there's a lot of joint birthdays at event centres. Mm. And that's fine because everybody just comes and there's loads of stuff going on and like the presents don't really get yeah. open until you get home. There's like, plenty of crack to be had for everybody. Like, that's it. There's so many of them or or actually it's a five and a card, which is perfect. But when when you when you three and five and four and six back in the day? Um like can you recall? Are girls yeah, we, a bit more mature when it comes to this? No. No. We would definitely have had like a let's open this here and then you can pull a little bit of it. But like if they pulled a little bit too much of it, World War Three breaks out. I mean, World War Three breaks out all the time. There is that. So what's the difference? How do you tell? This is any different? Do <laughs> you think this is having a long-lasting psychological effect on... I don't. No, there's... Um, the last couple of weeks now, we've, we've experienced a wonderful time with this, this little dude where, you know, we've got the message through that if anyone annoys you, and I frame the questions precisely like this. If such and such annoys you, do you A, hit them in the face? Or B, <laughs> do you come and tell your daddy? And in the last couple of weeks, last 10 days, he has started to tell his daddy. Now, we've turned him into a tattletale, but it's a far <laughs> better situation than to be lashing out. And he's been brilliant in that regard in the last while. So some people might say, well, you're, so you're actually suggesting, you're actually bringing the term hitting in the face into the conversation unnecessarily so well, but it has definitely worked so our middle one would have like been overly physical with our eldest and I'm like if that happens again just hit her back <laughs> stand up yourself if that happens again yeah, just hit her back like that. just hit her back and she's like no I don't want to I'm like you have to you, there will be people in your life who are like your little sister right you're going to meet more people like this and at some point, you're just going to have to go, I don't like that, stop doing it. But she's a pacifist. Yeah, but so. what, what are you saying to your middle child? Are you saying, stop hitting her? Absolutely, or come and yeah. <laughs> but, like, that's a lost cause. <laughs> <laughs> For now, that's a lost cause. <laughs> Giving like, up on that one. Yeah, it's like, uh, <laughs> yeah. I know, she's, she's definitely got much better. There, like, there's, there are these spurts. My sister says it's... Um, like the growth spurt brings with it extra testosterone, and like that leads to this kind of. But th- so these could be like fortnightly spurts. It can it be as short a time as that? I think like well, like they, that's what we've experienced when like, you recently when you measure them against the wall and you see Jesus, this is yeah. like and the clothes that fit like three months ago are suddenly and the shoes don't fit anymore. It's like our phases are mini phases of brilliance and mini phases of difficulty. I would say that's exactly yeah. We're like, everybody's everybody's relatively peaceful at the moment. Like, they're still, you stole my... There's yeah, there's going to be skirmishes. Yeah, it's not. Oh, it's like, like guerrilla yeah. warfare. You See, know, there will be little TV outbreaks issue. here and there. I think that's why they're going through some sort of a spurt at the moment. They don't want to watch TV. They just want to batter each other. Yeah. But, like, in a playful way? Would you get No, them? in a... Yeah, it starts off a playful, and then someone gets thrown against the... Yeah. The door. There's an eye eventually. I do, like, this morning, on the, after I got off the train on the way in, I t- texted my wife to say, mornings like the one we've just had need to be remembered and cherished because we were together, the four of us in the kitchen for about two hours, two and a half hours this morning, there wasn't a single fight there were lots of hugs and kisses, breakfast was eaten and people were dressed by an appropriate time and there were lots of uh, goodbyes and hugs on the way out the door and you're thinking, imagine it was like this every morning (laughs) this morning in our house (laughs) this morning in our house was like one of those American TV shows (laughs) that that we've all watched down the years where no one ever has a bad word to say about anyone in their family. Yeah. 
but unfortunately, they aren't that regular, so when they do occur, you just have to cherish them. Should have Instagram the shit out of that, Dave. <laughs> yeah. Living my best life. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Put little videos up of people not hitting each other. But uh, at least you do appreciate the, uh, the good moments, because you have to do that. Yeah. It's the little victories that count. You see, people pick paint me as the most negative father on this podcast. I'm going to change that image. Um, well, look at that, because it's only going to last a week. <laughs> yeah. yeah, next week. Well, yeah. remember how, the form I was in last week? I mean, a week is a short time. I've, I've forgotten. I'm not going to lie. I forget <laughs> most of the things that happen in my life now, because I don't sleep very much. Uh, Adrian, anything else that you want to leave us with before we wrap up? No, I just need, like, I want advice, really, is the thing. Like, what's happening? Is this a phase? How do we get this lad back on track? We're trying to include him as much as possible. Like, before I came up here, I did uh, the newborns, shitty nappy, and sort of put him up in a seat beside me and got him to pass me over the cotton mull and uh, hand me up the new nappy and stuff like that. Um, like, is this just worthless? It's a phase. Shit? Look, the fact is, as you've already said, you're soon-to-be two-year-old, has just moved house and has had an alien introduced to the house right next to him. And for some reason, mm. this alien seems to be garnering an awful lot of attention. Which is obviously I am necessary. having to go and get nappies for this little shit. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Not only am I not allowed to just throw my weight around, now he actually wants me to get involved <laughs> in this bullshit. So, no, but he's great. With, the point is that he's great with her. Like, he's super with her and he's, like, looking up. Now, I'm not sure that sort of behind her back that he's not willing yeah. to give her a sly little punch yeah. when we're not looking. But, It'll uh, change. Plus, he's nearly two. <laughs> Like, yeah. there's, this is just a, it's a toxic cocktail of which yeah. you have no power over. No, but the key point to this, Adrian, is next week you'll be off paternity leave and you won't have to see him all day. So it'll be grand. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be there your wife's that, problem. Yeah, there is that. That's the best bit of advice I've had in the last two weeks. Come back to work. <laughs> yeah. Well. Ah, yeah. Look, yeah. I mean, you definitely get to a point where you're kind of ready. Like, I couldn't, I don't understand people who mind, I don't understand how people mind kids full-time. You mean other Genuinely, people's kids? I, or their own well, kids? Well, de definitely other people's kids, for sure. But even their own, at times, you're kind of like, bloody hell, it is tough. But yeah, other people's kids, for sure. I don't understand it. Um, so yeah, looking forward to being back with you chumps next week. Yeah, well, uh, you'll be back in the studio. Um, it's facebook.com forward slash the dadcast. It is at dadcastpod on Twitter and it's also dadcast at offthewall.com for your emails and thanks to uh, Darren for sending in the pictures because uh, that made everybody's week this wow. week that's all we've got time for on the dadcast this week uh, like it share us whatever give us some abuse on Twitter uh, show your details and we'll happily um, give you some bad advice about what's going on in our lives thanks very much for uh, being part of this week's we'll talk to you again real soon good luck bye bye <laughs>